from my friends. Ringo Starr and his all-star band with friends Steve Lukather from Toto. From Men at Work, Colin Hay. From Edgar Winter Band, Edgar Winter. From Average White Band, Hamish Stewart. May 24th, 26th, and 27th, 8.30 p.m., the Venetian Resort, Las Vegas. On sale now at Ticketmaster.com. There is no better place for great food and fun than Slice of Vegas. Slice serves hand-tossed New York-style pizza, Italian pasta, and savory sandwiches. Slice is an official partner of the Las Vegas Aces and home of game day watch parties. Come to Slice and enjoy our big screen TVs, full bar, and laid-back atmosphere. Slice of Vegas, located in the shops at Mandalay Bay Place, inside the mall between the Luxor and Mandalay Bay. Come in and enjoy a slice of Vegas. The T.C. Martin Show, weekday afternoons at 2 on 1400 KSHP North Las Vegas. Online at KSHP.com. The sun is shining in Las Vegas, Nevada. Hello again, everybody. This is Harry Carey. That's the most asinine marketing I've ever heard of. Live. Bryant sends one a deep left way back. It is gone. A three-run homer. In the entertainment capital of the world. Didn't matter what the count was. It's the T.C. Martin Show. to get your daily prescription from the doctor. Oh, my goodness. That's the longest home run to center field we have seen in this ballpark. T.C. Martin. Number two coming your way here on this Tuesday edition. Miss any part of the show? Go to the website tcmartinshow.com. You know I love Harry Carey and love the Cubs back in the day. But you just played the Cubs Open. I did. When you should have played the other baseball Open, and that would be the. Houston Astros Open. Don't get me started. Houston Astros are the defending World Series champions. They are. You do know that. They are. And they are at home currently right now. They are. All right. And you know who they are playing right now. Oh, I do. <laughs> that would be the Harry Carryless Chicago Cubs. Yes. Yes. Mm. All right. So, good little interleague play going on. We do. And you went silent on me. Now, you know how I am with, with food bets, especially when we get people's favorite teams involved. We got to go food bet with the Astros and the Cubs. It's a three-game series. It is. And I did propose this to you uh, yesterday. You did. And, 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 I, and I gave you a pretty damn good reason why I wouldn't. <laughs> what about your – and I wish we would have brought this up yesterday before game one because now, you know – we yeah. know what we know what happened in game one last night. But do you remember your response to me when I said, Hey, I mean, you know who the Astros are playing? And you said I said it's, I'm guessing it's the Cubs. It's it, it is the Cubs. I go, here we go, baby. Astros, Cubs. And then your first your team. Here we your go. First thing. What? Of yeah. course. Yes. Food bet. Food bet. Food bet. And your response was Hell no. <laughs> exactly. This is what I don't understand. This is your team. You love this team. I do you love. You watch this team. You follow them every day, and they're having a pretty good season. Better Holy than- cow! And so I'm thinking, okay, yeah. You know, Astros have plenty of injuries, and just for the sake of just you know the show aspect or just the friendliness aspect, that you would say, okay, fine. And you know what? It wouldn't even have to be for anything major, okay? It doesn't have to be, you know, 
a bet like with Marco or now with Arash where I'm saying it has to be the filet wagyu. I'm not saying it has to do that. I know. I mean, heck, it could be, you know, it could be Freddy's. Heck, it I'll, could, I'll make you a. Do- it could be. It could be. A, I'll make your food. It bet. could be a Randy's donut next door. Next door, I'm not eating next door. Your little dive places that that, that you go to. If, if we're gonna do a food bet, well, I'll tell you what. If you win the food bet, yeah, you again. The winner gets to choose. I know, I'm just messing. So if you I'm want not, to go to one look, of your dives, on. and I'll pick out one of my. Do you, you want know, me to places? Do you want me to put who I would put? I would put the Astros in it. What do you mean? I would put the Astros as the winners. I know better. Yes. I'm a Cub fan. I'm so used to freaking losing. It's not even funny. Okay. But you're a fan of the Cubs. I am. I'm a you're, you're diehard. 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 You're diehard. And you're rooting for them. I'm just asking you to continue rooting for them. I'm, I'm going to root for them, but I know better. You do know better. I do know better. You do know that the Astros are superior to to the Cubs. That's why I said it. (laughs) Why I said I would not do a food bet with you. Then that's smart. I mean, I guess it's smart on your part. But, man, you were just so adamant. Because I know better. I bet I could talk you into a food bet. I bet you you couldn't. (laughs) Well, I can't now, but before the series started... All right. All they'd have to do is win two out of three. You don't think that the the Cubs would be capable of beating the Astros in two out of three games? Hold on. What was the score bottom of the first? Four nil Astros. Now, what was the score after the fourth inning? Four four or four four tie. Four four. And then all of a sudden, somebody got pretty cocky. I I really didn't get cocky. It was something stupid. It wasn't even like I. So now it's like, oh, okay. So now the food bet's back on. Because remember, I talked to you. After I was driving away an hour before first pitch. Yep. And you were going, hell, hell no, no, forget about it. And then, and then, then what did I say? For nothing, my phone starts blowing <laughs> up. F the Astros. I was I'm going, immediately. Why, why F the Astros? This is what F I don't get Astros. about people. Why, this is what I don't get. Why F the Astros? What would they ever do to the Cubs? Oh, because they put a four spot on them. Because they put a four spot on my oh, Cubs. Okay. So why don't you F the Cubs? Because it's their pitcher. Jameson one ball Italian. They, they gave it up. Don't even start, please. But then Italian came back and then it was four to four. And then all of a sudden, now you're kind of getting. I, I was like, no, I was still kind of, I, I knew I was like, oh, but then you were thinking about came. the food bet at that time. You're going, well, maybe you said it. Maybe I said, maybe. Yeah. And then, like, uh, and then we get Breggy bomb. He goes deep and it's six, four and you go silent. I know. Yeah. But see, that's why I was trying to give you every advantage to make the food wager before the game started. Oh, I know. Yeah. So now, obviously, so Astros win last night 6-4. But, you know, pitching matchups, I mean, you know, Framber went last night. He wasn't very good. I know. You know, Verlander's gone. You know, McCullers is on the IL. I mean, their pitching staff is not real good right now. Tell you what, what is this? Let's do this. Let's make a deal. Let's do this. <laughs> no, no. no, I was going to do something. See, it would be really stupid because then that would be a, a sweep. I'd say, you know, get, let the you know Cubs win one of the remaining two games. I don't think that could even happen. Honestly, <laughs> I don't think the Cubs have one in them. It's baseball, my friend. I mean, hold te- on, teams don't do me a favor. Got to win sometimes. Look at sure. the last three Cubs game scores. They played the Rangers. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'll play your little game tonight. Oh, by the way, the Astros are $1.75 favorite tonight. I'm sure they are. All right, and that is uh, Christian Javier going against Justin Steele. Good old Steele. Steele's got a 1.82 ERA. He's decent. Yeah. I'll give him that one. You know? Okay, so you want me? You want to know about the Cubs' last three games? L- look at like the last three or four games and tell me the scores. Okay, they lost 16 to 3. <laughs> 11 to 1. That was against the Twins. But they beat the Twins in the opener 6 to 2. They won the game before. They beat those Dirty Birds from St. Louis 10 to 4. Love those Dirty so Birds. So this this team is more than capable. No, there's here's my thing is they're way too streaky right now. Yeah. You just don't want to lose. That's it. You're damn right I don't want to lose. <laughs> 
Because you think there's going to be the the mockery or whatever. No, it wouldn't be the mockery. I'm just not caring. I don't. I don't want to lose. Yeah, I, know. I get it. I'm just giving you bad time. That's you know, well, like me telling you, hey, at, or Astros or let's put a Golden Golden State Sacramento. Yeah. You were like this the whole time, I weren't was. you? I was. I you was, were like, who do I who do I go for? But I was confident in the Warriors, but as the series progressed, I mean, again, I put my money on the Warriors. They're going to win the series. I felt really confident, but then when the series started, I'm going. Eh. Then it was tipsy turvy. It was uh, teeter totter, whatever you want to call it. Yeah, it was tough. Yeah, yeah, it was tough. And then you know, Warriors Lakers, same type of thing. It's like, yeah. I think the Warriors are the better team, but it ended up being that the Lakers were the better team. So I was wrong. See, I can be wrong. I'm just not, you know, wrong when it comes to betting with Marco and exactly most of my other guests. So can I throw some breaking news out? Yes, breaking news. It is Terrible Tuesday, correct? Yes. You know what the most terrible part about Allegiant Stadium during a UNLV football game is? Allegiant Stadium at a UNLV football game? A UNLV football Besides, game. Besides, uh, and again, I do not want to rip on UNLV. I will not do that. No, no. Uh, but you know, the worst part is that you are usually staring at 40,000 empty seats. That's usually the worst part, you know, averaging about, you know, 10 or 12,000. But the, the other part is the sideline, uh, thing when Marcus Arroyo was here was the slot machine. What the turnover slot machine? Right. So breaking news is yes, the turnover slot machine is gone, <laughs> as it should be. And here's my man Barry Odom. Barry Odom's coming in, and I'm sure I guarantee you what he said. Okay, uh, wait, wait, I'm watching, I'm watching this, these highlights from last year, and doing player evaluations and looking at everything. And I'm, what, what, what did that guy run over? He ran over. He got an interception, and he hit a slot machine. What the heck is that? Now I don't know for sure that Barry. We got to call Barry Odom. I can ask him that. But we, uh, we do. Yeah, and, and I'll commend him on that. So UNLV getting rid of the slot machine on the sideline. That is correct. Hallelujah to that one. That's great. Again, I said it when it happened. When when Arroyo brought this, remember what I said? I can even remember verbatim pretty much what I said. I said that is the most insulting, cheesy thing that you can come up with. And the reason why Arroyo did it, because he is not connected to this community. He doesn't understand that people who live in Las Vegas think that that is a slap in the face. It's cheesy. That's coming from a tourist, somebody who does not understand what living in Las Vegas is all about. Oh, and I'm so happy it's gone. Yeah. That's great yeah. news. Yeah. And the my other pet peeve with that was, is you're having kids go over and... Uh, pull a handle of a slot machine, which they don't even pull handles anymore, right? I mean, everything's just pushing a button. So was this some, slot machine an old school one where you uh, some? So I some of, looked at so, it. Some of them are still pull. Very few. Some of them are still pull. Most of them are. He pushed a button. Well, they're both now. Yeah, they have the pull. And you sure it's the, not Face ID? You sure you just you don't go up there and then all of a sudden you don't even have to you can have your hands in your pocket and you know you put your your rewards card in there and face recognition comes in and then exactly can you see that that's coming my friend that's coming but back to this yeah so I I didn't like it but here's the my other point is like you're having kids that aren't old enough to gamble. To be in a casino on the gaming floor going over yanking a slot machine. You're having 18, 19, 20-year-old kids do this. So not not a cool message. Not a good message. Not and again, just another reason for people to rip on a downtrodden program. Those were my pet peeves with it. But again, yeah, just cheesy. Because, and first of all, the whole turnover nonsense upsets me and again i'm still mad at the miami hurricanes for this with the turnover chain well that garbage that started and now you know everybody has something goofy turnover turn it's it's society here i go again i sound like the society guy here it's ridiculous one team does it everyone's got to do it oh and the worst part we went crossover sport now you realize that, right? Yeah. You have this nonsense now infiltrating 
to Major League Baseball, infiltrating to the NBA and other things. Like, so what did we see last year? Okay. Or two years ago with teams when they hit a home run. Well, college football's got the turnover chain. Let's do something. Oh, let's be the Boston Red Sox. And we have like no room to even maneuver to even get everyone to stand or sit in their dugout at, you know, decrepit old Fenway Park. So what do they do? They bring like a toboggan or something there. Remember? They got the, the rollers and what, like, wasn't it the no they're, it was, they're, it was they're a laundry field, card it was like la- the laundry card. laundry card it was a laundry yeah, card hey yeah uh, let's let's get the laundry guy who does our laundry uh, bring the laundry card over here yeah we're gonna go ahead and push this guy twenty feet yeah. in our old dilapidated dugout that has no room in it let's do that yeah where did they get that they didn't come with that on their own they came over from the Miami Hurricane turnover chain and God knows what else. And then now we see other teams, what, put it on, like, who was I watching? The Angels. The, the Angels Did have, like, Otani? the sombrero. No, 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 no. It was, like, the, the bad Burger King crown. It's a crown. Otani had a crown on. He's marching around. That nonsense. And you see what the White Sox did? No. Have you and seen I, that? See, this no. should fire you, Hold Mr. On. Chicago. You know I don't care about them. I, I, I like they're oh, dead to me. But but hundred percent. But this should fire you up because so, it is so ludicrous and so stupid what, what, what they're they doing. Okay, and you can look it up here, but I believe it's something like with a old Chicago Al Capone jacket or something like that, or a trench coat or a mob coat, some coat. Go look it up. But I saw this last week and I'm going, What are you doing? What what is this? When they were playing the Astros, they actually hit one. I think they hit one home run in the series, and I saw. I think yeah, Robert. Who I like to say Robert. Hey, a shout out to Dusty. Dusty in the post game press conference, he says, "Hey, he goes Robert. Remember, my, I'm, I'm yeah. always shouting it. Why why don't they call him Robert? Everyone calls him Robert. 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 Everyone everyone says Robert. I said, isn't he Robert? And Dusty said Robert. I appreciate that. But anyway, but everybody calls him Robert. Luis Robert. How can that be? If he, I, I, need, I, need, I, need, I need my, my Mexican brothers to come out. I need my Spanish heritage brothers or sisters to come out and call me up and let me know here. I mean, is it Luis Robert? Everybody says Robert. I say Robert. Hold on. I heard Dusty say Robert. So he's... Spanish descent, or is he? Could he possibly be French to where it's like Luis Robert? If it was Robert, he'd call himself Robert, or the the media would call him Robert. Ne- so look, it nobody up. ever knows. Look him up right now. I'm too busy looking at this horrible, pathetic okay. jacket. So there you go, and, and, and you got the brim. Yeah, so you, you got the brim on top of that, right? So what, what do they wear? I remember seeing some type of of uh, either a, a coat. It was like an Al Capone coat or something like that. What is it? It's the White Sox. No, it was, but that's, and I'm trying to see if that's, yeah, that's the jacket itself. So they put on this jacket. So it's yeah. like a celebration style jacket. Yeah, yeah. How's it going to work in 95 degree humidity during July in Chicago? How's that going to work out for you? You're going to die. <laughs> you know this. Uh, are you going to make me look up Robert Robert? Where he's from? I know he's from the Dominican or somewhere like that. I've got it. We got the White Sox. We do. That team makes me sick. I'm sorry. Can't stand them. Same here, buddy. Same don't, here. Don't don't like them at it's all. It's the one thing that we agree on. Luis Robert, as I say, or Robert Jr. All right. From Cuba. 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 So what is it? I think it's Luis yeah, it, Robert. It, I would think. It's Luis Robert. Then why does everybody call him Robert Jr.? Luis Raba Junior. No, they say Robert. Luis like, like, Robert hey, Junior. How's it going, Bob? All right. How about some other breaking news? Want to get to other breaking news? Sad breaking news on a terrible Tuesday. Oh, God, this is so pathetic. How about the Oakland A's? Let's talk about the Oakland A's. All right. So the Oakland A's, before I get to that, I, I we did talk about the official agreement in place, right, between the A's and Bally's. All right. So another little update on this one too. The plan calls for the 30,000 seat ballpark uh, projected to draw more than 2.5 million people per year. 
That's what they're saying. 2.5 million. Have they not done their homework? Are they basing this on, they just think, hey, shiny new stadium, shiny new product. Here we go. Same old pathetic team with no high price free agents and no real good farm system. Is that what they're projecting? 2.5 million people are going to be attending the first season in 2027? That blows me away. But the plans for the the stadium, 30,000 is what we're hearing now. Previous reports estimated the cost of the stadium at $1.5 billion, all right, with three hundred and thirty, uh, with uh, $395 million in public financing. Well, under the new agreement with Bally's and uh, GLPI, they'll set aside about nine acres of the 35-acre parcel at Las Vegas Boulevard, Tropicana Avenue, for the A's or a related stadium authority. Before ground can be broken on the stadium, legislation must be approved for the public financing, as we know. But Major League Baseball must grant the approval for the A's to leave Oakland. But the agreement not only was in place, but it has now been signed. Signed, sealed, delivered, Stevie Wonder. It has been signed. So let's add some of the, some fun to this. Well, not really fun. Are they going to play? Are, are they going to end up playing at Garmin next year? What? With the crowd that they had last year, or <laughs> last night, oh, that's are going they going to okay. have, well, they're going to have, four, they can't even fill the ballpark. Okay. So they are pro- telling people that they are projecting to draw 2.5 million. Not even In year close. one. Not even give me close. The, give me the under right now. Give, yeah, Chuck, exactly. Give me the, Jay, give me the under. It lets, John, give me the under. Give me five hundred thousand on that now, right now. To be to 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 be fair, it's four seasons away. Exactly, the A's but, do have a good history. But people don't realize that this this team has history. But how they have positive history. They have positive history. But if you go back to history as of last night, let's they go don't to last night. History. Last night's attendance: the Oakland A's and the Arizona Diamondbacks. Get ready for this, people. 2064. 2064. 2064. It was the lowest attended game in Oakland since 1979 when they had a thousand people there. 1979. The old old record or or the record that still stands, and I'm guaranteeing you it's going to be beat this year or next year. 1037. 44 seasons, my friend. 44 seasons. You got to go back. 2064. And it's only going to get worse because people have checked out. They're upset. Why would you invest money into going to see them? It's not like you're giving them a swan song like the Raiders. Okay. The Raiders weren't very good before they left Oakland. We get that. But the A's are even more dismal. And this saga has been going on and on like the Raiders did before they moved to Las Vegas. But this is, there's no hope. What is the incentive if your A's ownership to improve your franchise the rest of this year, next year, and the year after? Seriously. So to your question, where are they going to play? They're going to work out. An agreement. I know they are. I was just having fun with the it. Las Vegas ballpark. But remember, that only seats 10,000. And they're going to have to put in artificial turf because it's not like the aviators are going to play somewhere else. Hold, now, now, hold on. They're both going to play and they're going to have to work out that schedule. Can they be they're nice? working on that right now. I guarantee it. Can they make up a deal and let's go? Aviators, you got to go to the. Ball, or you got to go to Cashman for a year or two and then come back. Man, that's not a good sign. I know, but it, but it's also you're getting a Vegas ball ballpark in Vegas, and they know that it's not going to last I very long. I think the only time that could happen or would happen is if you've got a, a conflict and say they're – Extenuating circumstances. 
can't even say rain out, rain, but something, you know, that there is something that happened, not like a pandemic, but something of yeah. that nature that would push the schedule back. Oh, wait a minute now. W- sorry. A's are going to take precedence over the aviators. Aviators, you, we got to move you to Cashman for a game or two or, or, or do you weekend, put the something a, like that or do you put the a's in cashman uh probably not it's a good question though. i mean it really is for the next year or two yeah you put i, I would put them there i mean you get, put them some you got to hey, put them somewhere this is the that's going to be the a's home okay until their new ballpark is built the las vegas ballpark will be their home again it's the it's their triple a team that's playing you're just kind of kicking them to the curb a little bit. And again, what happens? Big League Weekend is here every year. The A's are here for Big League Weekend. So that's their home. Las is, Vegas ballparks are home for is, that. Is Cashman still MLB friendly? It could be. They have, I mean, I mean, it, I know they haven't touched it in... Well, it's not MLB year. friendly, but it's minor league baseball friendly. But I'm, I mean, say, but I'm saying to, it would be easier for the, the aviators to go, not the A's. Right. Okay. Yeah. That's what I was getting at. Yeah. Was like, would it be easier for? And they're hoping that the A's are going to draw more than the Aviators. So therefore, okay, you're you're at the Las Vegas ballpark, and you would think so for a major league baseball game. I mean, look, they sell out for big league weekend. Yeah, yeah that's major. That's major league baseball. Yeah, okay, preseason games, they're exhibition games, but it's still major league baseball. So, but yeah, last night in Oakland, 2064. Uh, this is something that we're we're going to hit on all the time. Big. I mean, we're are four weeks into a Major League Baseball season, and they've had crowds less than 5,000, I think, on like four or five times already. How long before they hit that record? They're going to hit that record. I mean, that's... They're going to hit that is record. Is it this year? 1979. Is that 1979 record this year? Or is it next year? They're, um, this year. I say it's this year. I think so too. Especially later on. Okay. Oh, by the way, the A's record, nine and 33 right now. Nine wins, 33 losses. You're only 17 games out of first place. 17 games out of first place. Oh, and by the way, May the 16th. Tuesdays at the Coliseum. Yes. Bark, bark in the park. Bark in the park. Okay. So, yeah. They're, 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 and I was they're, trying they're, to find the sad. food prices. So, the like, hot dog, I told you, they used to do yeah. the, the dollar hot dogs on Tuesdays and Wednesdays. So, I was going to actually say that. Well, yeah, that was a Monday night, right? That was last night, Monday night. No hot dog night. Not dollar hot dog night. Now, they're going to draw a little bit more on a Tuesday or Wednesday because of the hot dogs, but you're right. And they also do that bark in the park. Bring your dog. How about that? Bring your dog, and that dog can run all over the place. Yeah. I mean, that dog can, can go and, and just, just run wild. It's not going to affect anybody because people are just sprawled out in that stadium. It's insane. In the pictures, you look at the pictures of, of that stadium now and afternoon game, night game, and the opponent has a lot to do with it too. Who wants to go see the Diamondbacks? Crazy. Insane. Who- what happens to the Coliseum? What happens? What happens? Do you think it's going to get demolished? You think so? Implosion and uh, office buildings will go on that site. It's Very not. Nice. It's not a great area. No, it's it's not a great area. Do you put? But, do you put like a, apartments there? I mean, uh, you can almost just put some like condos or how, something or housing. I guess. You know, I do. I, I turn to a a mega shopping mall. Trip center. That's what I would do. Do they have like on the side? Do they have the like shopping? Not shopping center, but like the plaza, like Fenway and Wrigley does. Where in Oakland? In Oakland, absolutely not. So it's just a parking lot. It's parking lot. and building. Yeah, and there's a lot of cracks in that parking lot. Is it fun to drive through? Oh, you can go 100 miles an hour in that parking lot. Yeah. <laughs> oh, it's 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 treacherous, but you can. Walk across the street, go to Sirloin and Brew, Ooh, get a $6 Sirloin steak and a brew. That's an old school place. I used, to, I told you the stories. Go there for Warriors games and on, and on, uh, on like Wednesday nights, man. Oh, that, that was great. But yeah, it's it not, it's not where you want to be. No. And the smell and the sewer and it, we've talked about it over and over again. It's just, it's not, 
a good place to watch a game inside. It's so antiquated. And then, you know, just outside. And you're right off the freeway. But what I've always liked about that, when we always used to compare going to San Francisco to Oakland, hey, let's go to Oakland. Easy on, easy off. Because you're I right. Mean, you get back in Sacramento an hour and a half. That's not bad. Because, no, I mean, it's right off the freeway. Yeah. Yeah. Where the old candlestick park? Ooh, that was, that was a nightmare getting out of there. Yeah. There you go. When we come back, Chuck Esposito is going to join us. We'll go out to Red Rock, talk about the NBA playoffs, Major League Baseball, and a whole lot more. And, yes, Golden Knights. Talk about the series against the Dallas Stars, Game 1, Friday at T-Mobile. <laughs> Check out his big stethoscope. Or not. It's the Dr. T.C. Martin. my favorite spots, the uh, Red Rock Casino Resort, and our guy Chuck Esposito bobbing his head, listening to a little Chicago right now in his office, feet are probably up on the desk, I can picture this right now, but I'm even going to paint another picture, we need some pizza Chuck, we need some Chicago style pizza, what do you think about that, while we listen to some Chicago, man, you're, you're just, you know, you're, you're, Giving me great news, T. I mean, Chicago pizza, listening to Chicago, seeing if the Bulls get the first pick in the NBA draft. I mean, what could be better, you know? Chicago's going for a trifecta. Bears, Blackhawks, Bulls. Oh, Chuck, they always look at the glass half uh, half full. I appreciate that. That's, that's good. Yep. yep. Hey, Chuck. Yep. Chuck, can we do something? Can you can, yeah. can you settle a, a debate for us? Oh yeah, Chuck's gonna settle a debate. Sure. Okay, so here we go, Chuck. So, um, I love pizza, as you know, and and I love my Chicago uh, joints. All right, and you know there 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 are a couple places in town, as you probably know, that there are Chicago originals that are here in town, and mm-hmm. um, I, I have these debates about the pizza. Now, I love a good deep dish. I'm I'm down with that. I can even go with with the thin crust. I'm just not much for the the real thin, the cracker crust, right? But I do draw the line here, Chuck, about pie cut versus squares. Where do you stand on that, Chuck Esposito? Um, you know, I've had them both. I it just depends on the the pizza place. I think you know. I mean, I. There's a couple of Chicago pizza places out here that I love, mm-hmm. and um, you know, one square, one you know, traditional, yeah. and they're both phenomenal pies. So um, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not going to decide one or the other. Your to me, choice. It's all the taste and in the dough. Really? So you're okay with eating either or? It doesn't. It doesn't affect you of choosing a place or that particular pizza. If it's traditional, Chuck said traditional. You notice that number, Chuck? Yeah. He said no, traditional. It, it, you know, it's I like never, that. It's never, ever made me say, I'm going to get pizza from this place or that place because one is square and one is traditional. Never. It's never even crossed my mind. Okay. It's all about the flavor and the dough and, you know, and the pizza. All right. It, it doesn't matter to me, personal opinion. Okay. So here's the deal. I am a traditional guy. I like it. Call it the pie cut. Call it whatever you want. Right. And Numchuck and I <laughs> yeah. go back and forth with this. Right. And Numchuck swears. And I'm going to go with Chuck because Chuck is the Chicago aficionado. Numchuck always is saying, nope. Chicago style pizza is square only. Please dispute this, Chuck, and tell him that is not true. He, he, there is a lot that is square, but it's not every pizza place is square. Thank but a lot you. of it is. Yeah, a lot. Uh, listen, when I was going to my places in Chicago, <laughs> I, I rarely came across a place with squares. I'm serious. It wasn't until Green Bay where I saw the squares, and I go, what is this? And then I, say, oh, you, can't say, you can't say those words, Green Bay, to me after we're talking Chicago. What's wrong with you? Uh, but I'm telling you, man, it just... I've never. Oh, I, mean, I, I don't think Chuck seriously. Chicago pizza. You bring up Green Bay. Bears. Conversation. Okay. Tell them, dumb Chuck. Uh, they cannot be in yeah. the same conversation. I, oh no, I know. Okay. Listen, I'm going to tell you guys now. Correct me if I'm wrong. You lost a I, lot of street cred with that one. A lot. Yeah, I, I was just saying that I never heard of it or experienced the square cut pizza in Chicago. I experienced it in that. Other place up north. Okay, you want to be like that? No, I'll say that. Fine. All right, that's a little better. Better. But, little but, better. but hear me that's out. Hear me out. Bit. Okay. Okay. Uh, Giordano's 
pie cut. Okay, traditional. Okay. I'm gonna use the word traditional. Okay, traditional. Pizzeria Uno, traditional. Due yep. Uno. Uh, Lou Malnati's, traditional. <laughs> okay, um, well, uh, Gino's East, traditional. I never saw any squares in any of those. So, Mr. Dumbchuck, you're going to have to give me some other Chicago place that I haven't had to tell me that's the way Chicago does it. I'm not believing it. You really want me to? Yeah. Aurelio's. I don't think I've eaten at Aurelio's. What about you, Chuck? I have. Yeah? And they're square only? They're not not square only. You can ask them. You know? You can ask any place for square or not square. I go down the street here and I get square. Well, well, there's a place here in town, okay? They'll be named nameless because when I ask them... Why is it going to remain nameless? Well, okay, fine. You're right. Wait, wait. Yeah, Amori. I go over here to Amori and I ask Amori to... They they did the the squares. And I said, you know, can you you please cut it? Chuck, are you there? Chuck's still there, isn't he? I hear him. Okay. You, you, no. You got to get him back. What, what happened? See, he got so fired up here. Yeah, seriously. I go over to this place and I ask him. I ask him to go ahead and, and, and cut this. Okay, here we go. I'll get back to this. Sorry about that. Chuck, you got so fired up. I don't know what you did. I mean, you, 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 you're. you I think it was you. I no, think it was you, no, buddy. We didn't do anything. I mean, I don't have a phone in front of me. It had to be Numbchuck, but he wasn't over by the phone. But anyway. I go over to Amori and they, and I asked him, I said, can you please give me the pie cut, please? And they go, no, we're not allowed to. And I go, what? Are you kidding me? And they go, nope, the chefs will not do that. They call them the chefs back there. They, they refuse to do it, but they only do certain, uh, the deep dish, they'll do it. But if you ask for a traditional or a thin, they go, nope, it's square only because they don't, want, they don't want to go back and forth, back and forth. They don't want to do it. Isn't it crazy? I don't know. Yeah, so. you know, I know it's a, it was a you know tradition. Uh, I think it started in the in the you know the fifties in in Chicago. Um, so you know, it was the the workers. I think the stockyard workers would stop by the pizza places, and the square pizzas to go would fit on the napkin better. And that's why they started going with the square. It's a so round pizza. A little bit. It's a round pizza. It's square. It's, but they cut it square, and a lot of these like. Dive bars, yeah, back there. They and everything. It's like a that. round pizza. It is. So why would you cut it in squares on a round pizza? And okay, here's the big thing for you guys. Okay, so do you go for the crust part where you you know you you've got you can eat it like a traditional pizza, or what do you do when you get to the middle? You don't eat it with your hands. I start, you have dude, to go fork and knife, right, Chuck? You, you want to bet? I stay away from those middles. Fork and knife, man. <laughs> what is wrong? How do you grip it? Not mentioning Green Bay and fork and knife to eat TC. pizza. No, no. Chuck, I'm not sure what what happened. I'm today. I'm about no, to quit right now. I. Hold on. How I, do you grip? How do you grip that thing in your hand? It falls apart. You have no crust it's to grab it. It's a little Man. squeaking I'm, I'm, square. I'm, I'm, you, you do? You uh, pick it uh, up and you eat it. Oh, Jesus. That's right. Not that's as right. handy, not as easy as doing it. I, that's it. That's it, you guys. That's, I'm not gonna, I'm, I'm, I, you know, I thought Chuck was, <laughs> Chuck was with me. Chuck's back on the fence now. He's going back and forth here. I got Chuck on my no side. Fence. No fence. No <laughs> fence. No, because you'll eat either one. You'll eat either one. It's all about. I will. Know, I will. I didn't say I wouldn't eat any or either one. And I've been eating the squares, guys. I'm just the saying square. I prefer. And I've never heard anybody tell me this is Chicago style. So I'm just disputing that. That's all I'm doing. All right. I'm just saying that that's not as universal as you think, Numchuck. I got Mr. All Chicago right. on the line here. There we go. Okay. I, I don't know, Numchuck. You know, I've, I've heard Green Bay. I've heard, you know, I prefer uh, <laughs> traditional Chicago pizza. I've heard use a fork and a knife. I mean, this, this segment has gone really off the rails for me, you know? It, it has, Chuck. Okay, so we'll, we'll get it back uh, to your Chicago Bulls then. How's this? <laughs> what is the percentage that they have of getting the number one pick? I know the Toronto Raptors have a 1%, and I know the yeah. uh, the Pelicans have a half a percentage I mean, can we just do away with all this stuff? It's not helping tanking anyway. I mean, just come yeah, on, let's let's I get rid of it. The only way they, I think they have to, they have to fit, get a top four pick, not to forfeit their first round pick um, from a previous deal. So um, I was just being greedy. I mean, to be honest with you, boys, uh, you know, it was kind of um, a miracle the way the Bears got it with um, the Texans scoring, you know, twice or uh, from being far behind in, in that game, double digits. 
something that hadn't happened in the second half of an NFL game all year. And then for the Hawks to, to win the Bedard sweepstakes was just, you know, crazy. So, um, believe me, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm happy about the way it played out in both football and hockey. And, um, you know, we'll see what happens with the uh, basketball draft lottery tonight. All right, NBA draft lottery tonight. See what uh, takes place with that. We got uh, game number one on the NBA tonight, Chuck, with uh, Denver and the Lakers. Nuggets a six-point uh, favorite. Tell us where what kind of action you've been taking on this game one and the series here, and has the line moved at all? It has, guys. I mean, we've definitely seen um, some, some Nugget money come in. Um, on both the game and the series. However, we are huge Nugget fans. Um, as we've talked about for the last, you know, several weeks, um, not only speaking for us, but I think I can comfortably say as an industry that there's liability on the Lakers. When you talked about a Laker team in, in mid to late November and the position they were in and being 100 to 150 to 1 industry-wide, um, there became some liability. Now, these two teams played twice or four times during the regular season, they split those four meetings. However, um, after the trade deadline, um, which became a new Laker team, these teams did not play. But we are huge Nugget fans. I mean, it may may cost us some of the games, but we are definitely rooting, um, you know, for the Nuggets uh, to prevail in this series. All right, and when give us the uh, the current line that we're looking at here with the Nuggets for the series price as well, Chuck. The series price has crept up as as well, guys. Um, I think from the time we put it up, we were anxious to see what kind of backing the Lakers would get. Opened up 35-15. Um, it's been on a, a steady rise um, since then, going up you know, at least 20 to 30 cents. So um, a, a right lot now. of Nugget love right now um, we're seeing. All right. Yeah, Nuggets are $1.65 favorite at Station Casinos. Uh, if you like the Lakers, plus 145. And, uh, you look at the other series, you got the Celtics minus 575, the Heat plus 435 here. I know not a lot of people are giving the Heat uh, a chance in this series, but, uh, they have played exceptionally well. I'll tell you what, Chuck, I don't know if you agree with me or not, but the Miami Heat have the best coach of the four teams remaining. I'll tell you that, and Eric Spolstra. Oh, he's done a phenomenal job. I mean, this was a team that you know was a uh, you know play-in round, and they were they were behind the Bulls with a few minutes to go in the game, and were able to to win that game. So um, they played a lot of basketball. They got hot at the right time. Jimmy Butler has taken this team on his shoulders, and uh, they played great. I mean, they're definitely a dangerous team, no question about it. All right, and we look at uh, game number one tomorrow night. We've got the Celtics, a seven and a half point favorite uh, in this one. You know, what what are your thoughts on this one, Chuck? You know, I think there's some added pressure on uh, the Celtics guys after the Bruins being the number one seed in hockey, too, and uh, and not finding a way that, you know, we had that prop up, uh, both Boston teams um, winning a championship and uh, Bruins getting beat by the number eight seed. Um, you know, I think the Celtics are the better of the two teams, but I think the Heat can come in, you know, kind of relax. They're playing, as you mentioned, really well. Um, they're a confident bunch. Jimmy Butler's playing as well as anybody in the league right now. Um, so you have to think that if this series goes a little deep, um, that uh, the Heat are live. But, uh, again, Celtics are a pretty good-sized favorite in Game 1. Very well-rested, um, kiddingly, of course, yeah. after having that seven-game series against the Sixers. Right. So, you know, back to the Lakers and the Nuggets series, we see a lot of times the team that has that that intense series, like the Lakers just had, you know, with, uh, with the Warriors that, uh, okay, maybe they exhale a little bit. They knocked off the defending champs and then it's a really good spot to, to play the home team and the favorite in game number one. You mentioned that, you know, more nugget money's coming in. The line is up to six and a half now. Do you think that is the reason, you know, Chuck, or is it just that they feel, okay, it's the number one seed? But I know that there's, you know, a lot of handicappers. I do this myself. You figure, okay. You know, Lakers may not be as sharp, and they spent so much emotion, and maybe even be a little bit fatigued coming off that uh, that series against the Warriors. Yeah, I think it's um, you know, you look at the Lakers and beating Memphis. I didn't think Memphis was, you know, that good going into the postseason. I thought they they had a lot of liabilities, and and I think you know you're looking at the Warriors, and they were just a horrific road team the the entire season. Um, so taking nothing away from the Lakers, um, AD and LeBron really stepped up. You've gotten a lot of great play from role players on that team who really stepped up 
And that was the difference, I thought, in the series against Golden State. I think at this time, all teams are a little bit banged up, and they've played some some tough, long series. Um, I just think you look at the Nuggets, and, you know, maybe they're not a public team, but very quietly, they were the number one seed. They've got a, you know, phenomenal player um, who kind of leads their team. They're a really good team, but it is the Lakers, it is LeBron, and I still think you're going to see some Laker backing across the board. All right, Chuck Esposito joins us over at Red Rock talking about tonight's NBA playoffs. Game number one tonight, Lakers and the Nuggets. And then tomorrow uh, out in the East, it starts with uh, Boston, a seven-and-a-half-point favorite over the Miami Heat. Chuck, let's talk a little bit about the Golden Knights. Uh, They're back here again, the Western Conference Final, fourth time in the uh, six-year existence of this franchise. It's not going to be easy against uh, the Dallas Stars. And Dallas, it took them seven games to dispose of the Kraken here. And uh, we see the Golden Knights say a favorite in the series. We see them favored in game one. Uh, what kind of money and what kind of action are you seeing in the series so far? Yeah, same here that, you know, we saw some early action on the Knights team. Um, then it came back a little bit on the Stars, but another push on the Knights. I think just the way the, uh, the public and our betters have bet the Knights out here that, there's no question we're going to continue to see Knights play. Um, similar to the Lakers, there definitely is some liability um, on the Knights, a little bit differently because, you know, we're a local's properties. Properties, You get a lot of Knights backing. Interesting enough that these, three, these two teams played three times during the regular season. Stars won all three. Two of them uh, in shootouts, 2-1 to one and 3-2, to two, and then very late in the season, 4-0. Uh, I think the key component is that all three games stayed under. These two teams played in 2020 in the Western Conference Finals in the bubble. The Stars prevailed in five. The coach of the Knights that season was DeBoer, who's now the coach of the Stars. So if anybody knows the Knights, their tendencies, their strengths, their weaknesses, it's going to be DeBoer. I think it's going to be a great series. I think you look at the Knights, and it doesn't seem to matter who's between the pipes. Um, whoever it is, the team steps up and plays for them. I think the system is conducive to that. Their, their defenders don't pinch up. They stay back. They've got enough offensive talent. Uh, it's going to be a really good series. But again, you know, if somebody really knows the night, it's going to be Peter DeBoer. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you look at uh, game number one here, the Knights say a dollar thirty-five favorite. I would imagine that would attract uh, Golden Knights money as well too, as we've we've seen, except outside of the Edmonton series, where the the Knights were are usually heavy favorites. And again, they were really really dogs in just about every game in that uh, Edmonton series. So if you like the Knights, check laying a dollar thirty-five might might be okay for some of those people. You know, a lot of the Knights games, T, though, the public is really backing not only the Knights, but backing them on the puck line as well. Um, that, you know, that becomes kind of for us uh, because of the price. Knights, you know, minus a goal and a half and getting a pretty juicy plus price, um, especially now, you know, in hockey late in games, of course, you're seeing a goaltender pulled. There's an easy opportunity for an empty netter if that occurs. Um, you saw a lot of a lot of goals in the postseason. I think the four teams that are left, Panthers, Hurricanes, Stars, Knights, all play more of a similar style of tight defense, dumping and chase the puck, a lot of back checking, and that's why you're seeing both totals relatively lower than you saw in some of the games in the postseason. Yeah. Gold Knights, a dollar fifty favorite for the series price at Station Casinos uh, right now as well. So um, looking forward to this series. You mentioned uh, the other series in the, the Eastern Conference Final. What are your thoughts on that? The surprise. It's an interesting Panthers. matchup, I think. <laughs> yeah, you know, people are looking at the Panthers, and a lot of the chatter is that, you know, uh, number eight seed almost didn't make the playoffs. But you think about who they've knocked off. I mean, knocking off the Bruins, and then Toronto had become the favorite, knocking off Toronto. And people forget that this team was the President's Trophy winner last year. Yep. Now, granted, that's a curse more than a reward, but they're not that far removed from being the best point-getter in the NHL. So they're a really good team, too. Um, I think both matchups are really intriguing. I think in Florida's case, you, you know, Bobrovsky had kind of become with that big deal, though, and some of his struggles early in his Florida career got the guy. But now that, you know, with Spencer Knight having some issues off the ice, um, Bobrovsky's one of those goaltenders that can stand on his head, win a series, and may ultimately win the cup for them. Um, but I think all four teams are, are good. They're going to be fun to watch. And they're going to see a little bit closer games um, in the postseason than you saw during the regular season. 
Looking forward to it. Who would have thought, Chuck, that we'd have a number eight seed in the NBA Conference Finals and an eight seed in the Stanley Cup uh, Conference Finals? Pretty crazy, right? And both out in the East. Yeah. And both from Florida. (laughs) I really thought more so you might have it in the NHL than the NBA. It's usually tougher for an NBA team to kind of make that that trek through the postseason. Where in the NHL, as I mentioned, a a hot goaltender can – Definitely stand on his head and steal, you know, games and series and maybe ultimately get your team to the Stanley Cup. All right. Chuck Esposito over at uh, Red Rock. Uh, get o- over to any of the station casinos properties. Uh, watch the games. Bet on the games. They have the kiosks there, but more importantly, the STN mobile app. So easy to use. Bet where you are watching the games. All right, uh, looking forward to uh, tonight's action, Chuck. It's going to be a good one, 5.30 between the Lakers and the Nuggets. And again, uh, we got hockey, and the Golden Knights will open it up on Friday. Look forward uh, to that. But uh, it's a great time right now, my friend. It is, T. There's always so much going on, and uh, exciting from our side of the counter as well. you got a big race weekend with the Preakness, so if you don't have the, the race component of the app, Come on in and get signed up for STN Sports. But uh, with the sports side of it, there's just a lot going on. You've got the Indy 500 coming up, UFC, boxing this weekend as well. Yes. Uh, and as I mentioned, the Preakness to go along with baseball, basketball, and hockey. Yeah, we should have uh, mentioned the Preakness. Yeah, Mage is uh, the, the the favorite. And then we got Lomachenko and Haney, which we talked about. We'll deal in, uh, dive into that to big time tomorrow with uh, Tim Bradley and Bob Aaron will be joining us. Uh, are you seeing any action on the fight real quick, Chuck? Uh, just a little right now, T. With boxing, it usually really pumps up, yes. you know, in the 24 to 36 hours before they get into the ring. So I'm sure we'll see some. And, you know, Lobachenko being a dog, I'm sure we're going to see some uh, money come in on him as well. You know what I'm going to do right now, Chuck, don't you? You're going to play a Chicago song, I think. We're playing we're playing Blues Brothers, but there you go. I'm going to have some Chicago-style pizza. That's there it. Go, Better buddy. have it square cut. And, and no squares today. That's it, baby. I'm going deep dish, baby. See, there's no... Wow, you are argument. stepping out. I'm stepping out, baby. You got me hungry. That's it. I'll take it. Yeah. I'm going to take a picture and show it to both you and Nunchuck, too. What do you think of that? All right. We'll be waiting <laughs> for it, buddy. We'll be waiting for it. You can be wearing your cheese head while you're doing it and eating it with a fork and knife, and I'm sure that'll be a big hit. I, I, I will not do that to you, okay? No, no cheese head goes on top of the head. There you go. All right, brother. Be good. We'll uh, talk to you next week. Appreciate the time, as, as always. All right. Thanks, guys. Always enjoy it. I'm so hungry right now. Look what you did to me, Nunchuck. You got me in the pizza mood today. That's what I do, baby. That's what uh, I do. Yeah. I'm going to continue this uh, discussion some other time. Mr. Square over there. Damn right. Mm. Here's your math. Six and three is nine. Nine and nine is 18. F math. If you're part of the show, go to the website, tcbartshow.com. Back at it again tomorrow. We'll talk Haney, Lomachico. We've got NBA playoffs. Right around the corner, we get ready for the Gold Knights Friday night. Busy, busy week. Glad to have you with us. We'll catch you manana. Wait.